0: You are now tuned in to vibing in the D with Lili. So great to have your ears listening. If you'd like to reach me on social media, you can reach me at V-I-B-I-N-I-N-T-H-E-D on Instagram. And please like the Facebook page, vibing in the D with Lili. For advertising, questions, off-topic suggestions, and if you're a local artist that would like your original music featured on this podcast, please email me at vibininthed at gmail.com. I cannot wait to see who is the next one to be with Lily. What up, what up, what up, Detroit? I'm so geeked right now. I'm about to sit down and talk to comedian T. Barb. She should be here any moment. We're going to sit down, kick the willy bobos, find out about how she got started in comedy, you know, what drives her, all that good stuff. She is super, super funny. I actually got a chance to go see her on the 12th of September uh, in Hamtramck at Trixie's uh, Bar and Grill. Oh, I'm sorry, it's no grill. ain't no food there. <laughs> we was hungry but anyway i got to see her there at trixie's bar and um she was absolutely hilarious i recorded a little bit of it and you know so i'm gonna let you guys listen to that and then when we come back we will be sitting down talking to t barb the comedian with nine jobs (laughs) oh man y'all gonna enjoy this
1: so I go up in the corner. God is good to me this day. It's like pfft. it's a long one too. I'm like, damn, no black beans, okay? <laughs> I got some little tight shit like what I got on now, you know. So I get to walking back over, and he looking like, like, damn, you excited to see me? Cause I have my little Spanx on, you know. We be wearing little Spanx and shit, tight ass shit. Walking like a robot. <laughs> but this time I don't realize the fart that got trapped in the space.
0: Oh.
1: Now I'm looking like I got a big ass camel toe. Oh. I'm like, okay, that pussy bad. I'm like, don't talk it in my bus, bitch. Oh my now I gotta make a decision.
0: <laughs>
1: Do I let the fart seep up and give me heartburn? <laughs> Or do I lift this motherfucker off the back of the panties? Needless to say, me and him don't
0: go It's okay, cause he
1: wasn't the one for me, no way. The one for me could take a little gas. Shit, y'all trying to act like you ain't never got hit from the back and almost wanted to fart. He was like, oh shit. Okay, let's do it like this, boo. Let me mad you. And you know you about to party at any moment. Damn, he ain't going wanna fuck me no more with my partner's face. That's one of the guys on T Chartel was talking about.
0: You gotta ride.
1: And guys always think that they killing it. But if your girl is fucking you and looking too cute, you ain't doing shit. If your girl like uh,
0: uh,
1: you ain't hitting nothing. But bitch like, oh, oh, oh.
0: so just to be clear t barb had vendors at this uh this show uh there was a food vendor who actually had a delicious steak and cheese hoagie that i had it was so good i had hoagie juice on my pants but anyway Um, there was, you know, other vendors there, somebody had sunglasses, there was a lady there that, that, uh, works with crystals. Um, it was really, really nice. It was a nice setup. So even though Trixie's bar does not serve food, you can, if you put something on there, if you have, you know, if you go there or whatever, the person putting on the show, producing a show may have food as a vendor in the back. So Just wanted to clarify that because I did tete hoagie up. So Detroit, I have here with me Comedian T-Barb. I gave you the little intro. You heard a little bit of her show from uh, September the 12th. Welcome, T Barb. What's up? Woo, woo. What up,
1: though? What up, though? Thank you so much for having me, Lily. Thank you. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you're here because you are funny. I w- I was gonna sue you the other night. <laughs> I was. I what couldn't... you gonna sue me for? Because I needed to call my asthmatologist. <laughs> I started wheezing. Okay. <laughs> you had me dying. Like, for well, real. hopefully you don't
1: have Medicaid. Yeah. Uh, no. Well, that's a good thing. A good thing. We don't want to see you into no cardiac arrest. But I'm glad that you um, enjoyed the show. And it's always a good time. I always want people to have fun at the show. There's nothing like going to a comedy show and sitting in silence. Man,
0: and I've been a couple.
1: We all have. But you know, I was high,
0: so I started laughing, and then the people around me started laughing, so we was good. But anyway, it's infectious. Right. Right. But um, with you, I first saw you, it was at a bar. Actually, and i never seen you before, nothing. Mm-hmm. This was a few months back. I went to the bar because Mike Jeter was supposed to be there. Okay. And something happened where he wasn't able to come. And I didn't know because I just went. I was like, I'm going to just show up. Because I kept saying I was going to come to something when he comes to Detroit. And I was like, I'm gonna just show up. I ain't saying nothing. And I get there and then I find out he couldn't make it. And um, so I still stayed, you know. And um, uh, I forget, I forget who who had the show. It was some lady. It was her birthday or something. It was a birthday show. It it the person who put the show together. It was her birthday, from what I can remember.
1: Do you it, know where the bar was?
0: I want to say it was on Warren or either in Warren. Can't remember the name Chicks? of it. <laughs> I seriously don't remember, but it was really tight in there. Like it was, it was on the
1: corner? Yeah. So it probably was chicks, and it was a Thursday night?
0: It might have been. Okay, so it was a lady, though? She wasn't headlining or nothing. I can't remember. The headliner was a guy. It was supposed to be Mike Jeter, but he couldn't make it. Okay. And then you were there, and I was... I was fighting through sitting there because the cigarette smoke was trying to kill me. Okay. But I was like, let me see what's going on. And then you got up there and you was cracking me up. And I'm like, okay. So then I followed you. And then, you know, then I started seeing you post more and more stuff recently in the delicious dogs and the hood rat kitchen. And all. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, what she got going on? <laughs> so, yeah.
1: A little bit of everything. Um, I think that um, as an entertainer, we we'll It's almost like a duality or having dual roles Mm -hmm. because you get on stage and really being a comedian is a piece of you, but it's not all of you. It's almost like a character. That's the way I look at it. And so um, on social media, and this is something that I wasn't always doing, but that I had some people kind of give me some direction on Mm -hmm. is to make sure that if people are coming to your page for comedy, make sure that they're laughing. Don't get so caught up in... Po- I mean, I post my selfies, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I'm a bad little bitch, You know what I'm mean?
0: saying? You know what I'm mean? saying?
1: But, um, right. you know, I wanted to be more focused on the laughter. And, like, um, just telling people the things that I'm doing. Because you mentioned Rat Kitchen. Um, I love Rat Kitchen. I'm a vegan. So, or a plant-based eater. Let's say that. Because if you catch me on, I got a little piece of and I don't have to smack nobody. <laughs>
0: Because, you be, know, omega-3 no fatty acids
1: is good for you. Fish oil is good for you.
0: People be more strict on other people's diets than their own.
1: Girl, bye. <laughs> be all watching what I'm doing. You allergic <laughs> to cheese and milk and keep farting every goddamn day. Don't be worried about what I'm doing while I'm over here doing what I'm doing.
0: Right. But um, <laughs> Red right
1: Kitchen is um a plant-based eating... I don't wanna say show, I don't wanna say recipes, It's just me basically where I try to showcase the way that I eat with mm-hmm. a lot of fresh ingredients. I'm more about fresh ingredients over processed food. So okay. that's kind of hood rat kitchen is healthy food for hood rats. And when i <laughs> and what I mean that, regular people, right? You know, people who don't eat like that. Right. This is food for you. That's the way I look at it. So, um, I'm working on like a recipe book right now. People have been really asking me. They're trying to get me to do some meal prep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I don't need no more jobs, y'all. Y'all gotta realize 19, I got nine yeah, ten jobs. Yeah, nine ten. Nine ten jobs. <laughs>
0: Last
1: I checked, I was at nine. Now they trying to give me a tenth job. I got time mm-hmm. for that. But um that's what hood rat um kitchen is. And so we do that. And then on Instagram, you know, my Instagram is t b a r b underscore. I'm doing a couple things. So I have the mommy son rap battles, which is where me and my son kind of freestyle against each other. Okay. Um and then also hot dog adventures, which is where you can catch me and all of my characters, including probably the most popular, Auntie Chartel. <laughs> um, and it's just a selfie-based show where I pretty much, I'm holding the camera and I'm just showing people, letting people more into my world of what I'm doing on an everyday basis, you know, besides just being on the stage because it's a lot of interesting shit going on, <laughs> as you can see. You're right. So, how did you get started in comedy? Well, actually, um, I was a social worker. And so, that's what I was by trade. Um, I was a social worker for 14 years. Wow. And at the time, um, I want to say about three and a half years ago, one of my coworkers, and I was in the adult protective services unit. And we were APS workers. Mm -hmm. um, And she was doing comedy, like, on the side and producing shows. She invited me and my, at the time, nothing-ass boyfriend. Obviously, he's my ex-boyfriend now. (laughs) He ain't shit. Invited us (laughs) to to a comedy show. Mm -hmm. And so when I got there, I mean, I had been to, like, Chris Tucker and stuff. But, like, how the world is now, I had no clue. And so I went to a comedy show, mm-hmm. and I was like, yo, this is so dope. And I think it was like Josh Adams and Mo Easy and, you know, some of the Detroit comedians that you can see that really are, you know, like legends. Some of the funniest right. people in the country. And I was like, yo, you know, the next day, this is dope. Because she was always getting us with the tickets at work. I'm talking about even if you didn't come. She That motherfucker know how to push some tickets she at work, and She know the day you get paid. So <laughs> she get paid that day. So she don't come on the Thursday with the tickets and push them in their face. You know, she'll leave them on your desk. Like, oh, you can pay me tomorrow. I'll say this, bitch, is pimping these tickets. <laughs> so we, <laughs> so the next day I tell her, um, you know, everybody in the office always laughing. I was like, I want to do comedy. I thought your show was so dope and I was trying to get her to help me put a comedy show together for there's nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I ain't with no more. <laughs> and she was like, yo, well, you should just come and do comedy. since Because I kept saying, I, I want to be a comedian. And so she had a show in, um, at this place at the time called Maccabees um, in the Wayne State area in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, get three minutes of material together. Get three minutes together. And I'm going to give you some time at this show. I told everybody. Chartel, my Auntie Chartel, she rounded up the best Dauphine she could find. And they <laughs> packed it out. You know, all her good Dauphine That's friends. Right. The ones who dressed nice. You know, she got oh, yes. them together. And my i never forget, I picked my sister up. I mean, I, my nerves were crazy. Wow. And um, it was I brought like 19, 20 people with me. All my coworkers. You know, everybody wanted to see it. Yeah. And I got up there and I already talked fast as y'all can see. I'm talking I was because I had a lot to say in the three minutes. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, damn, three minutes? Cause she was like, it's gonna go by fast. And um I had compiled my jokes, you know, and they were cracking up. They were cracking up. And um I just kept going from, from that point. How long ago was that? That was three and a half years ago.
0: Really? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> So were you always the um the person in
1: school and at your job to have people dying laughing? I would say so. I've always been a, a goofy person, a, a very silly, very silly person. Both of my parents were very funny. Okay. They were ghetto funny, but very funny. And I grew up in a very unorthodox situation. hmm So a lot of times... um comedy or being funny was kind of like an outlet and also a way sometimes to get people off of you because you know you're going through stuff parents do things all kind of shit right you know people say stuff and either i'm gonna make you laugh or i'm gonna beat your ass <laughs> so a lot of times people after especially after i fucked a couple people up they, <laughs> they rather like, laugh oh, okay oh no i don't she <laughs> sure be that because trust me before all this social work and all that i was an ass beater
0: oh wow. <laughs> i beat your ass so 14 years social work and so you don't do that at all anymore
1: no I don't Um, well I would like to think that I'm doing social work every day and the things I do to give back to my community um, help my friends Um, I'm actually mentoring a foster youth right now Mm so you know social work will always be in my heart just because I've did it for so long and I really care about people. You know, I do. I love people. I care about people. I care about the community and things as a whole. So, But as far as going to work, hell no, I don't punch no clock. Hell no. No. I'm not,
0: I quit my job been, last year. Did you? Yes, I did. I know that's got to be a good feeling.
1: Yeah, yes and no. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. Um, sometimes you have to take several steps back to move forward. So a lot of people don't think like that. Like, uh, I used to always have a brand new car. Whatever shit. Every two years, I go give me something straight off the lot. Don't Mm -hmm. think about it. Um, I used to travel out the country a lot. I mean, I just, because I always had my own business on top of the job. And then I always go with a drug dealer. So that always (laughs) helps. (laughs) You know, so I had a trio going on. Right,
0: right. I'm
1: going with drug dealers, I'm working. And I had a business. And my nephew, um, shout out to my nephews, they were a little younger, so they really were like the bones of the business at the time where Mm -hmm. it could operate and I could um, go to work. So I had a lot more money or disposable income, Mm -hmm. um, as they would say. A lot of jewelry, diamonds. You know, I bought a lot of expensive shit. And um, when I left my job, I was living in Dearborn Heights. I moved to the city of Detroit, Mm -hmm. which was also a strategic move because the price, the housing prices are going up, up, up. So I've already made a lot of equity on my home that I purchased uh, two years ago. Mm -hmm. But um, it is a good feeling. But sometimes it's a little uneasy Mm because you don't have
0: what you used to.
1: When I no, when I was working, I knew every other Thursday I'm going to get this check. Right. Well, comedy, you can get money. Don't me wrong, you can get money, but this month you may make $2,000, and the next month you may have two shows for $30, you know, whatever you're doing, $60, and you're like, damn, $60,
0: shit.
1: Make you think about going to sell some coochie. Yeah, sell some
0: coochie.
1: Right. <laughs> um, But luckily, I haven't had to sell no coochie, so shout out to God for that. But... <laughs> Um, but I, <laughs> I will say that, um, I mean, God has is, is provided. And I think when you step out on faith and you do what your preordained destiny is, it works out for you. So, And delicious dogs. You know, I sell hot dogs. That's what Hot Dog Adventures comes yeah, from. Yeah, I
0: was going to ask you about that. So, Go ahead. I mean, so, gonna... when did first of all, when did you start becoming plant-based?
1: Okay, so, two, no, I want to say... Three months before I started doing comedy,
0: okay,
1: um, I was a vegetarian. Okay. I started it for Lent. Oh, okay. So I'm not Catholic, neither. That's the you know. <laughs> okay. I'm a vegan to sell hot dogs, so don't try and <laughs> wrap your head around me. I do a lot <laughs> of the weird shit. Right. So for Lent, <coughs> I decided that I was going to sacrifice something. I was actually going to Toronto for the All Star Weekend right then. Cause my friends like, you gonna do that shit? Nah, we out of town. Toronto is the perfect place for a vegetarian and a vegan. They have so many options. So, it was like, it? you know, I, I it's just, to me, it's just so crazy because God just, he laid the path down. So, I started, I sacrificed it. And then when Lent was over, now this is when shit get weird, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> when Lent was over, God told me not to eat meat, not to eat meat and to make a sacrifice. And that's just... It's just something that I felt in my spirit. I never ate any meat after that. I I have teetered with um, seafood like a couple months, Um, some scallops, shrimp. Like now, I don't eat any of that. The only thing I'll eat is is salmon, and I have to know where it comes from. So if it's wild-caught Alaskan sockeye salmon... Yes, my ghetto ass said all that. <laughs> That's what I'll eat, but you I don't.
0: You don't want that new salmon that
1: they coming out with? Hell no, that shit be mushed up <laughs> they in the made, bag.
0: Made that shit from some other fish and colored it.
1: Yeah, well, if you study the history of fish, orange Ruffy used to be called slimehead, right? Are you they changed the name of it to make it more appealing to you. What's happening is, and one of the reasons why I stopped eating seafood is. A couple of things. One is we pollute in the ocean, and that's what they eat. So plastics—it's a lot of plastics oh, in fish because they're eating the plastic because we're putting the plastic in the ocean, and it doesn't—it's uh, not biodegradable the way it should be. Two, they—we are overfishing. We're fishing too much, so species are not staying alive. We're killing off the fish. So now they have to take fish that would have never been eaten or unappealing, and make it something else. They'll change the name mm. um, of the fish.
0: Slime? What?
1: It was called slimehead.
0: Hell no.
1: And now we call it orange Ruffy and people say it's delicious. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, once you get to stu- I'm kind of a nerd a little bit, a little ghetto nerd. So once you get to studying certain shit, it kind of it, it make you mad. Cause it's like now you can't enjoy some of the shit you used to love because you know better. But right. it's important that you really know.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. So ve you vegan that sells hot dogs? Yeah. Well, plant based, and I and I started not being a vegetarian. Maybe like I want to say now it's been like five months. Cause I was eating cheese. I was eating eggs.
0: And you don't eat that no more. I do
1: either? not eat eggs, and I do not eat cheese.
0: What now, yesterday... I was about this... to offer you an egg sandwich. Oh, no. That's no, why I brought I'm my own
1: kidding, shit over there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's fucked up, though, because I, I videotaped this wedding yesterday for these people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, they had some veg, veggie lasagna. And I did. I had a couple of scoops. I did. My stomach was fucked up. Got cheese. But it was delicious. It was. But um, I was like, no, nah, that's not for me. Wow! I did. I mean, was it hard to let go of the cheese? The cheese and eggs were the hardest thing. I already didn't fuck with milk.
0: Oh, I stopped
1: eating. Um, and I love butter too. Yes. Um, so, but I yeah. am a egg. Every salad I've ever had has a boiled egg, and I love eggs. I put eggs on top of my burger. I just love eggs so much. Eggs and vegan mayo. Oh my god! So it was difficult. It was. Wow. Yeah, the eggs was hard.
0: Hey, this is Irene with CBiz Media inviting you to watch us on Comcast 20 in Detroit on Saturdays from 10 to noon. Submit your own videos and be a part of the show as well. Check us out on YouTube at CBiz Media. And if you like more details on being a part of the show, just send me a text at 313-681-1521. That's 313-681-1521 or email me at CBizTV at Yahoo.com. Join the show. When did Delicious Dogs start? 15 years ago. Straight up?
1: Yeah. So I've been selling hot dogs. I've been doing everything for a long ass time. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been I've been um selling hot dogs for 18 years but I've been the owner of Delicious Dogs for
0: 15
1: years. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'm a hot dog queen.
0: What? So where, where have you p- pretty much been like around the city?
1: Downtown Detroit the whole time. Are you serious? Yes. I've probably seen that. You probably have. i uh, the first two years we were on Congress and Wood, where the Townhouse restaurant was, of course that was Comerica Bank and wasn't the Townhouse. Then this one, I knew shit was changing because we was down there with nobody down there but crackheads and just a whole bunch of crackheads. Right. And so we <laughs> were serving the crackheads, <laughs> and um, it was a bus stop right there, and they moved a the bus stop and they complained. So Campus Marshes Park was mm-hmm. one years old, and. They came and they said, well, we want to move you. I was pregnant at the time. My son's 13. hmm And I said, I'm going to go to the news. And so they asked me to pick a corner. And then I ended up on Cadillac Square and Woodward for, like, the next 10, 11 years. What? So I was across the street from Campus Marshall's Park, right there on the corner of Cadillac Square and Woodward, years and years. Now. They were, And I'm mad as fuck, too, because they opened up the sidewalk the other day. I just saw it. the sidewalk is back open. My sidewalk is back open. But I guess it was a blessing in disguise because now I'm on Randolph and Jefferson, directly wow. behind the city-county building.
0: Ooh, they be hungry, too.
1: They be hungry, and um, you meet a lot of VIPs down there. Yep. A lot of lush men be
0: down there,
1: too, y'all. If y'all single, bring <laughs> y'all ass down to the goddamn... City County come pick up you a construction working electrical genius down at that motherfucker. Wow,
0: that's a long time.
1: Yeah. I worked there when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And then he wanted to uh, retire, so I bought it from him. What?
0: Yeah. That is so dope.
1: Took all my motherfucking money that day, too. I'm talking about, at the time, I was smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So... I don't even think I had enough to get a pack of cigarettes. I was mad as hell I had to call some no 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 I'ma lie. I had fifty dollars. That's but that's all I had. Was I'm talking about out of every dime, I had fifty dollars left. After I didn't even have enough to buy the damn hot dogs to sell. Wow. But um I just I had did the business and I just knew it was gonna work out for me. That's dope. Thank y'all. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I got to get me one of them dogs. Yeah, you do. I have the best hot dogs in the city, if you ask me. That is crazy. And we grill our hot dogs. So, And when you come down there, don't ask me shit about these boils. No. Our hot dogs are grilled. Wow. Yeah, I got to sneak down there on my lunch because other than that, I ain't going to be able to get one. Oh, yeah. Damn. You know, sometimes I'll do different events, so baseball tournaments I don't like to work on the weekends now that I do comedy, I do so many other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I work weekends sometimes, you know, shit the money right, I'll be there. <laughs> That's what's up.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. So the comedy show on the twelfth, that was um how did that, how did that get how'd you put that together?
1: The T Barb and Friends? Yeah. Okay, so shout-out to Michael Jason Brent and the Independent Comedy Club, which is in Hamtramck. Um, So, one of my comedy brothers um, gave me a call, and he does—we were at Trixie's. He does a Thursday night there that he calls the Netflix special. I think it's like every other Thursday. He does a lot of producing.
0: Okay.
1: And and to be honest, the white people, the first people that told me I was a producer— because other than that, you know, niggas be like, you throwing a show. No. <laughs> <laughs> the correct term, honestly, when you put your own shows together, you are producing the show. Okay? Okay. So they was like, you a producer? I was like, I ain't no motherfucking producer. I'm just throwing a goddamn show. They're like, no, that's what throwing the show is. And they gave me some a fancy title and shit.
0: Okay, they hooked me up. They hooked me up. My Caucasians
1: <laughs> hooked me up. So, um... He asked me if I wanted to take on September 12th. I used to produce another show. I mean, I produced quite a few shows. Okay. And, um, they knew I wasn't doing that. And, and um, he's doing so much with his comedy club and all this stuff. He he was like, it would be nice to have a little break. And I, I love that idea that he's willing to share his venues and his, and his platform, you know, right. with us. So I was like, cool, bet. And, um, next thing you know, um... I was promoting the show. So get your flyers together, get your friends together. And that's how September 12th, the t Barb and Friends um, happened. And once again, I say, when you're producing, I mean, you got to get the vendors. You got to make sure the chairs right, the seating chart right, who going to work the door, who going to assist you with this.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, the order of the comedians to make sure the show flows well, their timing not overdoing the comedy, having just enough where people aren't tired, but right. they like, damn, this was good. So right. that's how that happened, and um, I think I did a hell of a job, you I might sure say. You sure did.
0: <laughs> you sure did. My grandbaby told me that, that Lord, help her, is this, this child funny? And she let me hear some of it, and I
1: said, yes, Lord, she's funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was hoping, you know... I, my job is for everybody to have a good time, um, for everybody, even if you don't relate with me as a comedian, for me to at least provide you out of all of my comedians I have come up that you're going to really relate to. Mm-hmm. And so everybody can shine, so right. they can have their moment to shine and do well and and ultimately prepare for my crazy
0: ass to come up Because I'm <laughs> sure it's crazy. Yep, you need oxygen, you need an inhaler, <laughs> you need uh, uh probably a, a wheelchair. Damn, what you need a wheelchair for? Man, just <laughs> collapsing and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the extras that weren't planned that just happened. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lord, have mercy. I
1: let my Auntie Chartel host the comedy show. Um, She's always been hilarious. I thought that was a way for us to bond. Because me and Chartel be arguing all the time. That's what y'all know. I <laughs> argue with Chartel. You can't let Chartel be around too long. Gotta tell her gone somewhere. Because she be then tow some shit up. Trying to fuck my neighbor and everything. Chartel all on the old man doing porch. Doing the splits. Doing the splits. Bouncing with the splits <laughs> at 68 years <laughs> old. And then what's so funny is... Uh, I let Chartel come over my house for a couple of days. Never again. Not for no couple of days. And so, I go to work and come home. And she outside on my neighbor's porch. Old ass man. This motherfucker. Old. Oh, in a robe and shit. thought I said, get your ass over. here, trying to get his check. She going to say, I need it more than he do. He old. He got everything that he needs.
0: I don't need this check. Oh I said, my, say my name is probably say this old. I done brought a harlot. She is
1: hilarious. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's hilarious. So I thought that was time for her to, you know, shine and really just kind of maybe show and let her tap into a talent that she didn't think about. Because mm-hmm. Shardell was there the first time I did comedy. Really? She said, I don't think you funny. What? Well, no, not after she saw me when Before? we were discussing. You going to do comedy? I don't think you funny. You know, that's because me and her always arguing about serious shit. Mm-hmm. You know, after Chartel run off with some shit two, three times, you got to argue with her. Because
0: <laughs> she will run
1: off with your shit.
0: <laughs> but after you after you perform,
1: she changed her mind. She called everybody. Lynn, Tiffany does something. Lynn, Tiffany really is funny. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I <laughs> So, but now I think she looked like she really she enjoyed that shit. She seemed too like much. she had a great,
0: great time up there on that stage. She had a good and see as
1: she got the warm and up, cause she said, cause, cause she I'm said nervous as hell.
0: Yeah.
1: I said, tell them. That's one thing I learned when I first started. I would be nervous and fucking up, and sometimes you could tell the audience, "Hey, I'm nervous, y'all." You know what I'm saying? Let me, cause then they'll the give real, you the energy. The
0: realness is um. Is is more is appreciated basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: People like reality. They do. Um, I think that that's why reality shows, even though they ain't fucking real, um, are so popular. Right. Because people like the reality, and I think that they once they can relate to you, mm-hmm. they'll be more apt to laugh, and you'll be more comfortable. That's why I like to have fun on those things. Because if I'm not having fun on stage, I know my performance is not going to be as good as it If I'm thinking about it, like, too seriously or too in the box. Right. And um, it, it allows you to be you. Because it's very difficult to be yourself at all times. I don't <laughs> fuck with nobody saying. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, it's difficult. But, you know, it's comedy. Comedy is fun. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's
0: <laughs> what's up. Okay, give it up for everybody that's
1: a hood rat that's being honest. Cause y'all gotta understand that relapse is a part of recovery. So a lot of y'all be lying. And this is how we gonna know. Who like Benny Hanna? Hood rat, hood rat, hood rat. Benny Hanna the number one hood rat restaurant in the country. Motherfucker be in there with a Mexican cooking your hibachi trying to act like the shit's so good. And I was working at Hanna, cause that's a hood rat's dream, right? To be working at Benihana. But I was working at a black Benny and y'all don't like the tip. Am I right? So I had to start stealing the garlic butter. I was selling the shit out the dough, two for five. Y'all start getting cheap, I started having to cutting it with marks.
0: You heard a dope,
1: I was cutting the butter with the mom. <laughs> Two for six. That's right. Get my money on. Get my money on. And then after that, I moved on to other ways. I started went the college, like she said. I did my thing. I got a little bit better in life. And I started noticing how much of a hood rat I was when I had a kid. Any parents in here? Yeah! Give it up for your kids. Kids ain't shit. Motherfuckers don't want to (laughs) laugh You be like, say you're 12, bitch Say you're 12 I'm 13 I'm 13 (laughs) Bitch, eat off the kids menu (laughs) You're a (laughs) dumbass kids also do little shit Like call their grandma, don't they? You be like, call your grandma And ask if you could come over (laughs) What do motherfuckers do? Call Hey grandma, my mama said, (laughs) "Can I come over?" She said, "You like." She said, "You like less of them kids better than you like us." She said, "They probably over there right now." (laughs) Some little dumbass. Little hood red kids, offspring. Son, don't like to laugh. I'm sick of that shit i be like, take the tip off their table. he be like, mama, that's wrong. That ain't our money. I
0: can't wait till the 29th. Tell us about that.
1: Okay, so September 29th, um, I'm going to be working with Coco. Actually, Monique King is on the show. That's the person who introduced me to comedy. Oh, okay. So it's interesting. It's good to work with her. Uh, my girl, Kara, she's funny. Um, her she's the entertainer. And hosted by Marianne DeMoss. And um, it's an amazing show that they throw at the Joy Manor. I go every month. It's an amazing show. I did that show in February.
0: Did you? Yeah, I you did. probably wasn't at that one. Because um, it was Coco, me, Cake Brendel. I, I missed that one. I, I don't know if I was, I don't know, if that it was either February or March is when I first did. I was on the Elise King show.
1: And uh, and Dick. I don't know, I can't remember. Probably was because Fe- February
0: is the show um, I
1: was on there, and because uh, I would have remembered that. It, it, I killed
0: it too. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was a um, it's a nice venue. Mm-hmm. The way she sets it up is so professional. She, Marianne DeMoss is a class act. Mm-hmm. When I say she's a class act, she is a class act. She uh, buys the comedians a gift. Wow. She has gift bags there for you when you get there. Um, I mean, just little, the little touches, you know, that mm-hmm. she, has, she has you sitting in the front. I mean, because a lot of people don't understand, you need to treat your talent a certain way if you want to get a certain performance. It doesn't always have to be in the form of, oh, I had $1,000 for them. Maybe you don't have the budget quite, but when a comedian comes in, they already have a parking spot. They already have some food. They they welcome to some food. They have a drink or whatever they may need right. without stressing about it. That means that they can concentrate on giving you the best performance ever. And uh, Marianne just makes you feel so appreciated that you want to make sure that you do an excellent job for she her. Does. Mm-hmm.
0: She, she does. She does. She's awesome. She is awesome. I first started going to those when it the, well, the first one I went to. You know, you got the token lounge in front mm-hmm. and then the drummer in the back. It was a um want say Hilarious Housewives, Coco was on it, and uh, Crystal P was on the show, and it was at the Tolkien Lounge at the time, and then everyone after that was at the Joy Manor, mm. and I started going, and I just, every, every time I can, I go, like that's my st- uh, every month, last Sunday of the month thing, okay. you know, so I'm yes. like... And I and I, I don't even look at the flyers no more. I just be like I'm going anyway. Right. And then when when you said you was um going to be there, I was like I said went back to look at the flyers. I was like I was like hell to the north for real. <laughs> so, yeah, that it, it is. It's a great place. It's um it's always a really nice crowd there. Always. Man, and it's 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 nice. It's, it's nice. Amazing. She she
1: she produces an an amazing show. Yeah,
0: her and Tony be up in there getting it getting it together. They get it
1: together, and they always have a great lineup. They do. Um, they always, you know, Snow Cone. Shout out to Snow Cone.
0: I crazy love ass. His he is so crazy. Crazy ass. And his DJing is awesome. He is crazy,
1: but he does everything. And that's one thing um about comedians. It seems like we do everything because Snow Cone make t-shirts hats. <laughs> He drive for lift. He a DJ. He a comedian. I mean, it's like, damn. <laughs> I am like, Snow Call, let me hold some. Okay. Shit, got a couple of little extra dollars. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting Um, it, it, that I do a lot of stuff, too. And people be like, well, I got cards for this, cards for that. I host, you know. Uh, I make ads for people.
1: Oh, shit. Keep I do calm.
0: voiceovers. Keep it coming. Yeah, and it's just like, it, it's fun. It's, all, it's stuff that I've always enjoyed doing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you got to do what you enjoy doing.
1: You do. Um, I think that's why I say when people have their... Everybody, I truly believe, and I, I watched Jay-Z kind of speak on this before. Everybody has something that they were designed to do. So we all have something that when we were born... God gave you a certain talent. Some people, it may be, um, doing hair. Some people, it may be cooking. Mm -hmm. You know, have you, like, I went to hair school and I can't do shit. I don't even, that was not for me. When When I was in high school and I can't do shit, I was like, oh, no. But my sister, meanwhile, never, she ended up going to hair school after, but could do this, that, you know, it was, it was for her, um, but once you start doing the things that you love and the things that you are meant to do, that shit will flow. I don't think I'll ever get tired of being a comedian. I don't. I
0: hope
1: not. <laughs> I don't think. I just don't. I don't see it. And that's why I was willing to quit my job and bet on myself. That's how that's strong up, I felt about it. That's what I mean, up. I got hot dogs, too, not. Nah. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I I felt strong about it, and a lot of people said, "Well, you only been doing it this many years." I don't give a fuck. This is what I felt like I was supposed to be doing, and this what I'm this what I'm about to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I don't give a fuck who I ain't never did it. The people who make history are the people who are willing to do something nobody has ever done before. Right. And um, I think that that's something comedy taught me too, because you get so caught up in following oh they do it like this oh i want to do it how they doing it or You know, growing up, I could not stand myself. I was like, why am I so fucking goofy, this dumb? Like, everybody always laughing. I'm trying to be serious. They cracking up. I'm like, fucking listen, I want to be cute, you know? I grew up as a town boy, so I wanted all the boys to look at my titties and shit. I didn't want (laughs) to. Motherfuckers laughing. What the fuck is you laughing at? You supposed to be trying to hit this coochie, you know? Motherfucker keeps laughing, bitch. So then, (laughs) after a while... (laughs) I love being a comedian because it's like, oh, this is why, you know, like, yeah. embrace who you are and just work on your quality because I wanted to be a hoe like my friends. They was hoes. <laughs> why I can't be a hoe? <laughs> why are you
0: trying to fuck me too? Oh, shit. That's one for me. <laughs> that is so funny. You're <laughs> crazy. So what do you, what, what advice do you have for upcoming comedians? Um what's, what's what's the best advice that you've gotten from somebody and what's some advice you would give to them from you?
1: Um I would say, I would I would definitely say always remember and Kool-Aid taught me this, recipe to kool aid that you're gonna learn on the stage. So I don't give a fuck how funny you think the joke is. You won't know. If it's funny, you know
0: that's right. Until
1: you get on the stage, always remember that every show is not going to be a good show, even for the super professionals. Everybody has a bad day. I've seen that
0: Netflix specials. I, I used, I would be ready. I'll be like, and I, and I, then I'll be like. That
1: was all right. That was all. Damn, ain't couldn't get like, another theater with 5,000 more people. He could get another day to do it. Something. You said, that was all. Oh. You know, they added some laugh tracks to that motherfucker. Damn you know man. they did. Uh, but it, but it's just a part of the game. Because that's just like when you go to work. We don't know if they got into it with their wife today. I mean, shit. That's people true. are real people. And sometimes that it comes out. You know, you have some people, I'm pretty sure Dave Chappelle has had some bad days. My guess, everybody has had bad days. And when you a new comedian, you're going to have a whole bunch of them. Not even if the material is funny or not. Sometimes it's timing. You right. only can learn. I, it took me a long time. That was the one thing that I am just really, to me, getting down pat is timing. Mm-hmm. Like, how long are you going to stay silent to let... To let the audience laugh mm-hmm. before you start talking again, because you you not like a guy told me you stepping on your laughs.
0: Uh. Let them
1: finish laughing, and then because I'm not comfortable with the silence. If I'm on stage for over a minute and ain't nobody laughing, I don't. I feel panicky about it. Really? I I want to laugh every thirty seconds. I swear to God, I do. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Laugh now, bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bitch, you ain't come here to breathe. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you came here to laugh, ho. Everybody, like, um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I would give you the advice to stay the course. Mm -hmm. Get stage time. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get stage time. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. You are always going to be, this is not a comfortable job. You ain't working at no motherfucking massage parlor. <laughs> You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to work in front of people maybe that you don't like, maybe that you are different from who you are. Right. But if you stay authentic and stay yourself, don't jump into the character of the last person you saw or who maybe. That's why I don't watch a lot of comedy specials. Kind of sometimes I don't because I don't ever want to be tempted to be like that comedian that I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to be tempted to say, oh, I'm about to change my material because it's similar. No, because these are my independent thoughts. Mm-mm. So, and we had Kool Aid. I mean, praise Detroit. Like, we had an amazing mentor, amazing guy, amazing man who I got into with his ass several times. But other than that, <laughs> um. <laughs> Was able to really kind of teach and try and develop people. Um, but just just stay the course. Don't stop. Get on that stage. And always remember, a bad night is not a bad career. Learn something from ev- every bad night that I've ever had. I I went home and I thought about why it was a bad night. And mm. I tried to learn from it and come back and do it better.
0: What's an example of a bad night for
1: you? A bad night. Other than for people not laughing, but I don't see how to. anyway, go ahead. The motherfuckers not laughing. <laughs> yeah, I've had nights where it was um it was maybe a struggle. Where were you at? Okay, so I'll give you an example. Kool-Aid had this big show at Nick's okay. um before Gaslight, and it is an honor for him to ask you to come do a guest spot there. Okay. Cause he only let three people go up. Okay. He hosts, he got a guest spot. He got a feature, and he got a headliner. That's just the way it goes. And his headliner is always somebody big. Okay. You know, somebody from out of state. Alex Thomas I've seen there. Uh, two Ray Gordon, that's how I met him. Smokey Suarez. These are people that I got introduced to. And I've been to Philly because I've been to Philly. I've been to New York. I opened up for Smokey, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Since then, But he had this guy named Ray Lapowski there. And it was Melvin Bender, and it was myself. And I didn't do good. I was very nervous. I had never been in front of that many people because his show used to be packed. Wow. So you know it's 300 people in here. Wow. And I had been doing, you know, bigger than more <clears throat> intimate crowds. Right. So when I and I came in, like I was starting those fur coat and shit on, I ain't bullshitting. <laughs> I thought I was motherfucking star having motherfucking pants, suit on. I put, <laughs> I put more into my outfit and my makeup and shit than actually preparing for the performance. But when I got there, I was like, there's a lot of motherfuckers in here. Wow. And when I got on the stage, my first joke, it hit. After my first joke, I lost all my nerves. Like my nerves, like I was telling them like I was a robot. I'm very like energetic and all over the, and I be just doing shit and moving. I wasn't being myself. I got nervous and I wanted to be somebody else at that moment. And it's two shows. So he was like, yo, we got another show. The next show, I did better. Okay. But it still, it wasn't to my level of expectation. So, yeah. And I've, I've had a shot getting two motherfuckers after. Or really? just getting two the comedian, argument with them. Yeah. What? Oh, yes. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell yes. I'm talking about <laughs> for real.
0: Wow.
1: Or you may have had a day where, and if I don't get any rest. So, I've had days where mm-hmm. I might be off two, three hours of sleep and... That really affects a lot, and I'm in that motherfucker. Like, Ugh. but I, but my bad shows are not some people' bad shows because you're going to laugh. It's just not that level of laughter. I want it exceptional.
0: You want
1: them to have asthma attacks? I'll die. Like no <laughs> my- <laughs>
0: well, I got dizzy.
1: <laughs> Not right now. Nah. Right. I mean that right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Nah. I'm gonna have to leave up out right. this motherfucker. Like, Wipe some shit off. <laughs> <laughs> Who was there when they happened? Her cat. <laughs> shit. I, oh, I'm I'm put his telling.
0: fingerprints on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, so that's cool. That is so cool. So what's what's in store for T Bar?
1: Um. Well, I have a, a few things coming up. So actually, this Thursday. Um, I'm gonna be doing a panel for blacking it's a um, female performers panel at the ball YMCA mm-hmm. so I'm hoping some people come out to that because I know she was saying some about her sales or whatever but hopefully it's only 45 people it's only five dollars so what,
0: it, what time is it and where
1: I think it is at seven o'clock at the ball YMCA but I'm gonna double triple check that while we're talking okay. and um I have, and Tuesday, I'll be at Ford Patio with Simply Chanel, Marv Ross, and, um, Fago Red. Mm -hmm. Big head ass, got big old peanut head. (laughs) And, um, I'm actually, October 25th will be my first television taping. I've done Ann Arbor Tonight, which was a small set and. um, Shout out to Ann Arbor Tonight, Mark Sweetman, and for really making that happen. Um, and just giving me the experience, you know. He's mm-hmm. been a, a great backer, I feel like, of mine. And um, great fan. And um, so that was like my first time like television set. And, and it's more for their public access TV, and they put it on YouTube, too. So it's like their channel 56 for Ann Arbor, Okay. that they put that on. It was a great interview. But this will be my first—I want to say—national television opportunity for Amazon Prime. Wow! So with Mind Vision Productions. Okay. And it's um, five Detroit comedians, and we are going to do that at the Paul Robeson Theater. I've never even been there. Don't even know what that is, but that's what they said. Yes.
0: So that's actually um, down the street from here. That's at the Northwest Activity Center, the Paul Robeson Theater.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah the Northwest Activity Center. So oh, I'll be okay. able to, yeah,
0: that's right down the street. That's going to be dope, you know, for me
1: to have an audience and to, they're going to give us all 25 minutes. And we're really? Gonna, yeah, we're going to hey. have our own 25 minutes. And it's that's gonna,
0: October 25th?
1: It's going to be 5 different shows that from each comedian nice. and we're gonna have our own 25 minutes on Amazon is nice. it is, wow. <laughs> it is. It's definitely um and the and the the best part about that is that they found me on instagram and i don't have a lot of instagram followers so y'all motherfuckers go follow me tbarb underscore <laughs> right but you would think I don't have ten and fifteen and twenty thousand followers. Nobody's paying attention to this shit, and a lot of people.
0: You is you know you attention. never you never know who's watching you. Oh yeah. Because it's it's the, it's been situations for me where I'm like, huh? You, you, you well you know you don't know. I get sometimes I get messages in my inbox, DMs, and I just be like amazed. Like I didn't know you you was paying attention to me. You know you never
1: know and they they could be watching that could be your biggest shot so that's why i say don't worry about being anybody else don't worry about following them because i was i went to atlanta one time mm-hmm. and um uh, a comedian was like oh you ain't shit on here <laughs> he was like but he lit a fire in the minds because i had 1600 at that time so i got like three but i have what they call real truth fans. So, these are people that I've actually touched that are following me. Right. Some people follow me just online, but most of the time the people that's following me have seen me at shows and started following me. Because
0: there's a lot of people that have millions of, of viewers and, uh, or people and half of them ain't real. And half- I know a
1: few people like that. I ain't going to put them out there. I'm going to tell you like this. You know how you know? Because they have 15,000 followers and they be getting 15 Two comments. likes. Two comments Two and 15 comments likes. It, yeah. Uh, 30, 30 likes. And you thinking 15,000 motherfuckers seen this and 30 people liked it? Because I'm at 4,800. And I want to say I average between like 30 to 100 something. That's just how Instagram is. On Facebook, I'm much more popular. But you cap out at 5,000 friends over there. And yeah. I'm constantly racing somebody to put somebody else in their place. Right. So go like my fan page, Comedian T Barb. Stop trying to. Be personal friends with me on like <laughs> don't like the
0: goddamn fan page. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy that what what they call it the algorithms and um I hate the fact that it it even even now like I'll go look at people's pages and I'm like when the fuck did they post that? Yeah. And it's like it it, it didn't it didn't alert me, and even if uh, if you have your post notifications on, sometimes that doesn't even help. So,
1: I mean, you know, it's it's very it's a very tricky. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. I started a Twitter page like nine years ago and have not been on that motherfucker in
0: nine years.
1: It was so hard to navigate for me. I couldn't understand it.
0: To this day, I'm like I felt old. If something is on Twitter for me. It's because it, I linked it to Instagram, and that's it. To just go to Twitter and just be on there, I don't do that. I'm just yeah.
1: not. I'm not a Twitter. I'm not a tweeter. Yeah, I'm not. I but I said I wanted to get back into because they say now it's like easier, more like a Facebook style, and you know, social media changed the game a little bit as far as exposure and what you're able to do, but. Cause some people that have a whole lot of followers, like, oh, all this shit is whack to me. I mean, you know, every, everybody likes their own thing. So let me not use that. Cause I'm trying to be a positive motherfucker. You well, know, you right can now. still
0: be positive and say, I don't know the why shit. Johnny Johnny Watson is sitting on here on live on Instagram and he just looking at the screen talking about yeah, what up, yeah, what up, and ain't talking about nothing. Ain't talking about I'm nothing.
1: not staying on that. And got but got five thousand motherfuckers right. liking, clicking, like, cause. Just because they're on there. I'm not I And I be mad, like man's mine shit be popping and it's like yo <laughs> right. like, bitch scroll past her shit. Man. Just click like dang.
0: Something. Mm-mm. You know. But
1: it's it's interesting and I'm I like it. I think we're all addicted to it. It's just a, the new addiction right now. We can't concentrate to do shit without it. So Get up at three, four in the morning, be like that's why i probably don't get a lot of sleep but (laughs) my friend i got me a little friend or whatever now so (laughs) he put me up on something he got this fucking radio that comes on at a certain when it's time to wake up the radio come on but it's like surround sound radio Mm -hmm. like in the morning whatever show he Make you sleep up out the bed or something it's, it comes on very subtle, but it's huh. a way not to be looking at your phone to know what time. Because, you know, that be the excuse sometimes. You right. got to get up at 6, 630 or you waiting on your alarm on your phone so your phone is on in the bed with you are close to you. Right. So now you're tempted to look or, or like for me, if I'm asleep, I'm laying down and I think it's close to time, I pick up my phone and look. And then I might get to cut that motherfucker off, he put mm-hmm. it over there. Got the little house phone. Yeah, motherfucker, you can tell you old motherfucker <laughs> got a house phone. Got the house phone over there, and then that shit come on. Got along. a landline. You, <laughs> Yeah. Old people shit. Uh, and we're going to be taping a special for Amazon Prime. Okay. Also, um, I'm working with them on a sketch comedy uh, series, a Detroit sketch comedy series. I'm going to be doing some writing on that. Okay. And, um, you know, one of the characters, some characterizations on that. And, um... She, and chef wars So October 27th at Ant Hall We'll have another chef wars And chef wars is a concept that I developed Where I battle another chef And I do vegan food And they do the food they want to do But we do a theme really? So last time I did Darnell Jones And Darnell Jones made prison cookups, Versus my vegan um, Steak, eggs, and potatoes And I did a coconut cream cheesecake And he did prison fudge um, and this time, October 27th, I'm going to battle Mike Larson, who's a Hollywood writer. He's mm-hmm. so for Ellen, Whoopi, all kind of shit. Reba wow. McIntyre's show, yeah. Great guy. Met him in Ann Arbor at the showcase, and he has been, like, super fucking cool. Like, I went to L.A., and he... I ain't going to tell this, but I went to L.A., and he sent me to a TV studio. It was my first time ever on a real TV studio lot, And I sat down personally with some people. And I just thought that that, if they don't never call me back, that was the coolest shit anybody could ever do to to make those calls. And they kept saying, he's never made calls like that for people. So it was, like, amazing. But anyway, I'm still going to beat his ass on October 27th. (laughs) Back to the reality. (laughs) At Chef Wars, which is going to be at Ant Hall, you're going to be able to get tickets on the Ant Hall website as well as my website. Which is T B A R B is Funny.com. One word T Barb is funny.com. And um that's kinda like some of the shit I got going on. But you can always hit my website. Um and I usually I try my best to update that motherfucker. Right, you know, maybe right. all sometimes. We'll just come <laughs> back the next day. <laughs> So, T Barb, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh and thank you for having me come through. I appreciate it and I had a great time.
0: I'm so glad. And um this this segment is called Comedy Is Life. It's gonna be right now it's gonna be monthly. So T Barb, you are my first comedian. Oh, and... oh I like being the first. <laughs> so uh make sure you all tune in and make sure you follow her. Make sure you follow what she's doing, and go see her. She will have you having an asthma attack. So take your inhaler, your, your uh, uh, oxygen, and all that good shit.
1: You better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Detroit, this is hitting late later than I thought it would, but I had so much fun talking to T-Barb. And I want you guys to make sure you follow her. Uh, It's T-Barb underscore. That's T-B-A-R-B underscore. That's on Instagram. And Comedian T-Barb on Facebook. That's her Facebook page. Follow that page. That way you can keep in touch with her. Keep up with what she's got going on. And all that good stuff. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I cannot wait to see who's going to be the next Comedian. That I have a chance to sit down and talk to. I got a lot of people in mind that I want to talk to. So I'm reaching out to them now as we speak. And you'll see next month on the third Wednesday. Let's get that hump day humor. And I thank you all for tuning in. Peace.